0: Inside, you'll discover the low-tech system that 30 x my online business. Just go to freetrainingvideo.net to get started. Again, that's freetrainingvideo.net. Welcome to the Blogging Your Passion podcast. Here are your hosts, Jonathan Milligan and Bob Loddick. So what does it take, at bare minimum, to produce a successful blog? Well, this episode, I'll be breaking this down into three steps. But first, this podcast is brought to you by the Kindle Your Passion online video course. It's an online video course you can take to publish your first Kindle book in 30 days. In the members area, you're going to find worksheets, PDF checklists, over 23 plus video tutorials, and more. You can preview the course by going to bloggingyourpassion.com forward slash Kindle. All right, let's jump into this. What are those magical three steps? Well, if you've read this blog for any length of time, then you know how much Bob and I value keywords. I mean, for many people, finding keywords and targeting keywords makes no sense. They don't understand how this works and even why it can benefit your site. And I really think it separates people from those who are just kind of toying with blogging, talking about their day and what's going on in their life and those who are really trying to get a message out there. So here's a couple of things before I jump into the heart of the three steps. Why do you want to do this? Why do you want to find keywords? Why do you want to spend time with keywords? Well, first of all, I would say that I'm not super geeked out or technical about this. In other words, sometimes I write just for writing's sake. So I don't want you to think that you have to do all of this 100% of the time always. Sometimes you can even go back on blog posts you've written and improve upon them by seeing what keywords they're beginning to rank for. But that's an entirely different podcast. But here's a few reasons why you do want to at least place some focus on keywords, especially when first starting out. Number one, you first need to understand how most people find things online. Most people use the search engines to find the information they're looking for. And I'll be talking about that in just a minute. But it's an important distinction that you need to make is that people are using the search engines and you want to show up in the search engines. Number two, you have to answer the question, Well, why do people share things on social media? Well, like Amy Porterfield says, and you should follow her if you haven't, just go to amyporterfield.com. There's three main sources of what your content should be about. It should either entertain, empower, or educate. So when you entertain, or you empower, or you educate, people want to begin sharing that. If they read a great how-to post, or they read a blog post that answers a question in an area they've struggled with, they're going to be more apt to share that. So keeping those two principles in mind, let's jump into the heart of the three steps. So if you were to take all of blogging and just really boil it down, and I'm really over-minimizing things here, because the truth is there's a lot of things you can do to make incremental improvements on your blog. But if I had to really just kind of peel back layers and focus it down as much as possible to three things, here's the three things that I've personally used from my own experience that's helped me. Number 1. Discover the questions that your audience is asking. All right, so keep this in mind. Remember our two principles. The first one is people use the search engine. So they're they're using the search engines on a regular basis to say how to dunk a basketball. And they're looking for information. Maybe they're looking for videos, maybe they're looking for tips, they're looking for pointers or how to increase my vertical jump because they they want to be able to dunk a basketball and if you've got articles that are targeting these questions and you have step-by-step instructions or you offer solutions then that's when you can begin to to show up in the search engine so we'll talk about that in a little bit more but it's an important distinction that you first have to discover the questions that your audience is asking so i know what you're thinking how do you discover the questions your audience is asking Well, Bob and I love to use this cool little tool, works on the Mac or on the PC, and it's called the Keyword Researcher. What the Keyword Researcher does, if you've ever been on Google and you started typing on Google, and as you're typing, it starts giving you all these auto-suggest terms below uh, what you're actually trying to search for, then this tool actually collects those with a main keyword phrase. So if my main keyword phrase was vertical jump, then this tool would go out there and it would grab, how do I increase my vertical jump? How do I gain six inches on my vertical jump? Why do I need to increase my vertical jump? You get the point. It grabs all those how, why, when, where type questions. And now you can begin to filter through those questions and get ideas for blog posts So it's a great tool. If you're interested in checking it out, uh, we are friends with the person who's created the tool, and he's offered an exclusive discount just to Blogging Your Passion listeners. Uh, So if you're going to try out the tool, I would encourage you to use the link in the show notes and go and check it out. So that's the first step, is to discover those questions. And I like to just take a topic, make a long list of questions from that topic, and maybe I throw them in a Google Doc or throw them in Evernote and over time, you know, as I need ideas for blog posts, I'll look over them. Number two. The essential step number two is to write answers and insights to the questions that are being asked. So here's the truth of the matter. If you go and you serve a niche well, you can get paid handsomely for being the solution provider. So as you discover these keyword phrases, you'll then focus on targeting these keywords in your blog post. And you'll answer the questions that people have. This helps you to become an authority with people. It helps you to have people share your content because you're providing useful and helpful solutions. And never think that, Anything, you know, if something is too simplistic that it can't make a powerful post. We all can have that com- that kind of complex of thinking that we always have to talk peer-to-peer level. That we can't talk from peer to beginner. And if I have a blog about blogging and I write a post about how to create a link, that, that's worthless and not worth my time. The truth is... There's always people starting out, and there's always people behind you on the journey. So in your niche, never think that something's too simplistic that you can't take an opportunity to answer the question. In fact, I like to think of the idea, and I did for a long time with my career coaching blog, that I wanted to be the rainmaker with careers. So it didn't matter really how simplistic the question was. I was going to have an article on my site about it. So over the course, if you have a long-term perspective, over the course of two to three years, you've literally covered every possible topic that somebody would have. So for my career coaching blog, I wanted to cover everything about resumes. I wanted to cover everything about interviewing. I wanted to cover everything about finding a career, about salary negotiation, about managing your career, um, asking for a raise. I mean, all of that, I wanted to cover everything. Everything. So, have that mindset of being a rainmaker or a solution provider, and it'll give you a long term perspective. Okay, step number three is get your blog post to the first page of Google. Now, that's so much easier said than done, right? I mean, here you have it. Once you write your answers to the questions that people have in your niche, you need to rank them high in the search engine so people can find you. And we all know, if you've been around, at least for a little bit, that Google seems to constantly be changing the game. And there's a lot of advice out there about how to get on the first page of Google. Well, the truth is, I'm taking the long-term perspective that I don't really have to go after the super high keywords that get 30,000 searches a day I just want to rank for any keyword phrase and I want to try to get those keywords even if they're long tail. Now a long-tail keyword is just a keyword phrase that has several words to it. So if someone's searching, they're not just searching career ideas, they're searching how to find the right career. So if I write a blog post on how to find the right career, I want to show up for that. There's oftentimes less competition for a long-tail keyword phrase like that than there is for career ideas. All right, we're going to get a little bit technical over the next couple minutes. For those of you who are a little bit more advanced, I think you'll benefit from this conversation. And for those of you who are just kind of starting out, I think you'll still benefit because we're going to stretch you a little bit. So let me share with you one of my favorite methods for beginning to start ranking on the first page of Google and I've used this with my wife's blog who's just over a year old and I've seen some good results for her so far as well as some testing I've done on my blogs as well so one of the favorite methods I like to use is just to measure the competition so I'm not overly concerned with high traffic keywords as much as I am about having low competition Having low competition simply means that there's less people that have written blog posts or have recorded videos on this particular keyword phrase. So once you understand how this process works, you can do this over and over and over again. Now the truth is it'd be easier for me to show it to you than to try to explain it over audio, but I'm still going to take a minute and try to get there with you to a place of understanding. So one of the tools that I love to use right now is called the LongTail Pro, and there's actually a link in the show notes for you to check out LongTail Pro, and I believe if I remember right there's even a, um, I think there's a limited free trial, but I could be wrong. I think that's how I first started trying it out. So you have LongTail Pro is a great uh, keyword tool that you can use, and here's what I did. I wanted to find out why the top 50 keywords on my site were ranking well. Was there some indications? Was there some commonalities? Was there something similar among them that that made them rank well? So what I did is I went into Google Analytics, and I did this with all of my blogs, including my wife's blog, and I went into Google Analytics and grabbed the top 50 most trafficked keywords from Google Search. All right, so I've got those top 50 keyword phrases. And then what I did is I actually ran them through this Longtail Pro. Now, I won't go into all the details of it because um, I don't want to bore you. But I put them in there and I just started looking at them and I decided to narrow it in on two factors. Google title competition and SEOmoz keyword competition. Now let me just briefly explain them. The Google title competition means how many other pages in Google search also have the same targeted keyword phrase as you. So using an example Let's say, uh, how to gain six inches on your vertical jump. That's a long-tail keyword phrase. So how many other websites, videos, blogs are targeting that exact keyword phrase as well? Is it 10,000, 20,000, 30,000? Is it 100? Well, the long-tail pro will help you find that out quickly. And then factor number two is the SEOmoz keyword competition. Now you don't need to know all the nerdy technical aspects of this, okay? But here's what you do need to know. The SEOmoz are really smart people and they have created a way for you to put in a keyword phrase and get back a number. It's sort of like golf, okay? If you want a simplistic reason or idea, then the lower the number, the better. If the number is higher, then it's a lot more competitive and it's going to be harder to rank. So let's just use a scale of 0 to 100. If a keyword phrase like career ideas came up 80, then I'm really less likely to ever show up on the first page of Google. But if there's a keyword phrase below it on how to find the right career, that may have a keyword competitiveness of 25. Well then I've got a higher chance of being able to rank. Alright, so here's what I did, and let me share you just quickly the results. So what I did is I searched on JonathanMilligan.com, I took my top 50 keywords, and I ran them through the Longtail Pro Keyword Tool. And here's what I discovered out of that top 50, only 7 keywords were over 10,000 on Google title competition. So that means my top most traffic keywords, 43 of them, were under 10,000 in Google title competition. So, in other words, When I'm looking for a keyword or I'm writing a post, I go and I use this tool to just try to quickly search on some keywords that I might want to target. If there's a keyword that's over 10,000 in Google title competition, I just kind of push it to the side. I don't target that one. Now, on the SEO Moz keyword competition, remember we're talking about the 0 to 100, 100 being high and being bad, 0 being really good. What I discovered, and this was with JonathanMilligan.com, was that only 12 keywords out of 50 were over 35. So the majority were under 35 in this keyword competition number that SEOmoz gives. Okay, I did the same thing with blogging your passion. And what's funny is I had similar results. Out of my top 50 keywords, there's only 11 keywords that were over 10,000 in title competition. And with SEO Moz, I only had about 22 that were over 35. So I've just given you lots of numbers, and we totally kind of got geeked out there for a minute. So what does that mean? Well, let me just give you a formula that I'm using right now. And it's working. I'm keeping track of the, the keywords I'm targeting, And I would say 90% of the time right now, if not a little bit higher, I'm able to get to the first page of Google using this formula. So I'm going to give it by a good keyword and a great keyword. So a good keyword, here's what a good keyword is. And if you're using the Longtail Pro, uh, it makes it a lot more easier to get these numbers. But a good keyword is a keyword phrase that is under 22000 in title competition on Google. And it's also under fifty, the number fifty, in the in the keyword competitiveness that SEO Moz gives. Now you can run that separately over at seomoz.com, but uh, the Long Tail Pro actually uh, is um, kind of hooked up with SEO Moz and allows those numbers to run inside of the keyword tool, which is really cool. So that's a good keyword. A great keyword and this is what I really tried to shoot for is this, finding a keyword phrase that's under 10,000 in the Google title competition and it's under 35 in the average keyword competitiveness. So that to me is the sweet zone. If I can find a decent keyword under 10,000 in the google title competition and under 35 in the average keyword competitiveness then i've found it i found a good keyword and i'm so far over the last couple of months i've been able to rank on the first page for the keyword that i'm targeting relatively quickly 90 to 95% of the time all right so we totally kind of got kind of dove in deep there so let's come back up for air I don't care if you are just starting out or you've been doing this for a while. I want to show you so that you can see it with your own eyes and ask questions and get feedback. So what we're going to do is this later this month, we're going to do a free training webinar on this. Okay, we're going to talk about finding and discovering keywords. We're going to talk about what to do, how to answer those questions, and also a little bit more about this formula of being able to rank on the first page of Google. So this free training webinar is going to happen on Thursday, August 29th. So mark that down, get it on your calendar. If you want to go register for it, even if you cannot make it live, I'm going to give out the recording. So you'll have free access to the recording, no cost. You can watch this, learn from it, benefit from it, use it with your own blog. You just need to go to bloggingyourpassion.com forward slash webinar. Again, that's bloggingyourpassion.com forward slash webinar. All right, well, that is it for today. Those are the three steps. I mean, if we strip everything away, what's worked best for me is those three steps. And again, that doesn't mean that you can't spend time on these, uh, a lot of other great uh, activities and great, um, uh, tasks, and things that you can do to improve your blog. But if I were to strip it all away, those are the three essential things that's worked for me. Discover the questions your audience is asking, write answers and insights to those questions, and then work on getting your blog post onto the first page of Google. Okay, well, that is it for today's episode. Appreciate all of you that tune in each and every week to listen, listen, Hopefully, you're still benefiting from this. And we're grateful for all of you who tune in and offer us feedback. In fact, we got some more uh, reviews and ratings over the last couple weeks. And in fact, a user on iTunes named SpaDog said, Your podcasts are great. The info they cover is helpful for bloggers at all levels and amazingly thorough. I appreciate the community they're building. I highly recommend them. Thank you for that rating. We really appreciate that. It motivates us, encourages us to keep producing this content for you. So that's it for now. We appreciate you tuning in, hanging with us through this podcast. Until next time, go blog your passion, make a difference in someone's world.